Rams win the game. It was a it was a good Super Bowl. It was a good Super Bowl. It had a lot of action. It felt a little I don't know, a little more underwhelming than some of them. It almost felt like a conference championship. Uh felt like uh, you know, not not the big title fight. It felt like the semifinals kind of in in a way. Very, very happy for Stafford. Very, very happy for Cooper Cup. Very, very happy for a lot of people involved. Um, very uh, happy that Joe Burrow doesn't look to be looking at a, a torn Achilles or, or uh, ACL or anything like that. It looked like he had tore his ACL for a brief moment. So very, very uh, solid to come away from, from that particular situation knowing that Joe Burrow is not like out, you know, beginning of the year or something like that. We still need to hear a little bit more on Joe Joey B, but uh, he looks good. He looks fine. He played. You know, I, I wonder if there's going to be some kind of news about oh he tore something a little bit in the knee or whatever. But it was the other knee that Joe Burrow injured in that game. He looked done for the for the game. He looked done. Um, so 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 glad to see Joe Burrow escape injury. Um, just a, a good Super Bowl. Not the best Super Bowl, but a good Super Bowl. So. Um, yeah, Cooper Cup. What do what do, what do you make of Cooper Cup in 2021? You can't go wrong with Chase. He's going to get better. You can't go wrong with Cooper Cup. He's going to continue. You can't go wrong with JJ Justin Jefferson. He's going to get better. These are three of the best wide receivers in fantasy football. And I put a post up on Instagram saying, "Are who's got the the cojones to draft in an auction draft? Two hundred dollars. Spend 130 to 140. Whatever you got to spend. Let's call it 145." On Jamar, uh, Cooper Cup, and like a Debo. And I mean, would anybody have the balls to, to draft Jamar Chase, Cooper Cup, and Justin Jefferson and go cheap running back shopping? I'll do it. I'll do it in a league. I don't care. I'll try it. I'll try it. There's no way I'm scared of doing that. I know a lot of robust running back people wouldn't dare try a wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver approach in an auction. What does that even mean, Smitty? It's an auction. It means that you're spending the, the top, you're spending your three most high costly guys are literally like first round wide receivers. Like, would you take that like-minded wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver approach and take it into an auction? Would you one-up your re, your snake draft approach because you can't get three studs like that you can get two and then maybe a, a pretty good like lamb as your third wide receiver but only an auction can you can you actually walk away with jamar cooper cup and a debo or jamar cooper cup and a justin jefferson you're gonna spend a probably if you're if you're buying jefferson you're probably spending about 164 dollars on three guys <laughs> but i'd i'd try it i don't care i'll try it in fact, in fact, I'll do it. If I can get my myself into a an auction expert league, I will try it. I will try and draft three of my top five wide receivers or auction, you know, draft them and, and see what I can do. Because these three guys are, are absolute beasts, man. Um, some people will be down on Burrow, Chase, and Higgins after today. May, maybe Smokey Cat. I hope so. 
I hope so. I hope you're right on that one. I I don't think too many people are going to let... I mean, they didn't, like, get blown out or, or fall on their face. They just... It came down to, like, a couple different plays could have happened and gone that way. And, and, and the, the Bengals would have won the Super Bowl. So, I don't know who's going to be too far down. Who goes first? Cooper Cup or Jason? Redraft? Probably Cooper Cup on average. I'm not saying that's my pick. I, I like Cooper Cup, too. And redraft, it's Cooper Cup. Jamar and Jefferson all kind of neck and neck for me. I may I may lean Jamar. He's going to get better than Cup, than Jefferson in redraft. And Dynasty Cup still higher on my Dynasty rankings than most people. You dig into somebody's Dynasty rankings, uh, you know, expert people on any kind of expert level, and they're going to have Cup far down. I don't. I don't worry so much about four or five years from now. I think two and three years is a long time. I think people get a little too crazy worrying about who's 24 versus 26. You know? So give me Cooper Cup probably in the top five wide receivers for Dynasty. And you'd be shocked at how many people don't have Cooper Cup in their top four or five because he's older. And yeah, he doesn't have a grip of years left. Like seven, but... Two, three, four years. It's a long time. How many dynasty leagues collapse and crumble after two and a half years of being up and running? You know, if you're in a league, especially where you don't even know anybody, my advice is to play more for the now, play for the future, you know, do some smart moves and navigating uh, youth versus older veterans. But if you're playing in a new dynasty league where you don't really know everybody, the odds that that league survives past three or four years is pretty pretty low, if I had to guess. So, depends on your, your people that you're drafting with. If you trust that your league will be around, then you can gear more toward like extreme youth movement. But for me, I, I'm, I'm going Cooper Cup in the top five wide receivers in a dynasty because I, I just don't care about four or five years from now. I care about one, two, and three years from now. So, that's probably my, my approach. Um, what's up, Johnny? What's up, Nevin? What's up, Mike? First in the building was Scott, then Wesley. He was second. Wesley says he's first, but Wesley was second. And Clayton, Clayton was third. Chris, what's up? D Money, Saclan, Trey Kyler out of Arizona bringing Aaron Rodgers. That's what I've been saying. And I will continue to say until Aaron Rodgers is off the board. I'll say it about Watson until Watson's off the board. And that's coming from somebody in Arizona that knows Watson's got a lot of off-the-field risk. I'm still taking Watson over Kyler. Kyler's a baby. Kyler's a baby. And Kyler's asking for the bag. He's asking for an extension. He wants like 40-something million a year probably. For what? Like what? Like you're talented, Kyler. You're talented. You're one of the most exciting uh, quarterbacks to watch play the quarterback position because you're like a running back. You're like Lamar Jackson. You're very exciting to watch. But you're not going to get the bag. You're not going to get the bread, bro. If you're going to literally crap the bed, fall apart when Hopkins goes away. You can't even manage to keep the 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 group together. And the ship moving in the right direction while Hopkins is on the mend. 
we completely fall apart in the regular season, second half of the season, after being the best team of football. I know that you're capable, Kyler. I know you're capable. I know you've got the upside to be an elite quarterback um, at times, for sure. But do you, Kyler Murray, have the ability to be an elite quarterback for a whole season straight? That, I'm not going to rule it out, Kyler. But I certainly am not going to expect it until I see it. And it's because of that reason that I feel the Cardinals are very much in a better position to win and to win right away, which is what, you know, we're, we're sitting here looking at a potential Super Bowl contending team in 2022. We are. As much as people might want to pretend the Cardinals are far away from that kind of capability, as much as people want to pretend that the Cardinals have this wrong with them, that wrong with them, oh, the coach is weak, you guys need to fire Kingsbury, you need to do this, you need to do that. As much as people want to pretend that the Cardinals aren't a big player, they those people need to remember that the Cardinals were the best team of football for not two weeks, not a month, for half of a fantasy football season or half of an NFL season. We were literally the number one team in the league. We were the last undefeated team, and it's time to give the Cardinals a little respect. But at the same time, I'm a, I'm a Cardinal fan, and I have to be honest. Um, it is time to, to totally look into trading Kyler Murray because the opportunity is there, because uh, there's there are two or three options on the board. And if we don't take advantage and exploit those opportunities, the Cardinals will watch the Super Bowl contending potential go down the drain because Kyler, in my opinion, can't do it. Joel says, CMC running back one. (laughs) Where is that guy? Where is that guy, Joel? Where is he? Congrats to the Rams. D2, glad to see you in here, pal. I think the Bills, Chiefs, Bengals, and either Cowboys or Cardinals or Niners. I don't know what you're referring to there. Probably somebody's question above. Um, yeah, I mean, Kyler Murray, Deshaun Watson is waiting to be grabbed. And l- let's, let's be, let's be honest here. Okay. Let's be honest here. What's up media. Let's be honest here. Yeah. That guy is missing Joel. I don't know where that CMC running back one guy went. He just, I'll be here every, he said, I'll be here every day. Smitty reminding you CMC's running back one. You'll be Sorry. And dude, dude, CMC goes down. Dude's nowhere to be found. <laughs> we, we knew he was going to go away. Smitty, who goes first, Cup or Chase? Right, yeah, I got that one. It's going to be Cup for now in redraft. But that's okay because I like Chase as much. And if you can get Chase later, I personally would spend a top. Here, here's, my, here's my top. Then I'll get back to Kyler. Here's my top six overall for 2022 redraft. This is my top six overall, and I don't care what anybody says. It doesn't bother me in the least. You can crap on it. You can say it's crazy. You can say it's early. You can say whatever you want. This is my show. This is how I feel, and I'm going to shovel this out all offseason long. So if you don't like this kind of content, this might not be the channel for you. Najee Harris, JT, are number two and number one overall players. This will probably be Javante in time. But for right now, Javante's not, he's not there. That's TBA. That's a 
that's a big move like Aaron Rodgers lands in Denver. Then everyone and their mother is going to be like, Javante, three or four overall. Yeah, I saw it the whole time. For right now, Javante's TBA. To be announced, to be determined, TBD, TBA, whatever. He is to be determined in terms of the top overall spot because right now there's Gordon. Right now there's no quarterback. I'm not, I'm telling you to take advantage of drafting him like in the 9 to 14 range. That's currently where Javante's going. If you don't exploit that, if you don't take advantage of that, especially in best ball, you are missing out and you're taking Javante too high. Javante will climb to three or four overall and he'll be darn worth it. Mark my words. This is all about giving you the best advice I can give you now, taking advantage of, of what you can take advantage of while you can take advantage of it and getting the most bang for your buck. So right now, don't grab Javante there, but know that in the end, I do see him as my number three. Okay, so until then, if you wanted to throw Eckler there, if you wanted to throw Henry, who I'm cautioning against, I don't think Henry's going to hold up. I'll go through more and more of that later. So here is where I think people either leave the live stream because this isn't the, the channel for you or they stay <laughs> because this is what you're going to get a lot of. I'm just letting you understand and know up front that if you're new to the live stream and you don't like outside the box thinking, if you're a, well, tell me what's happening now. And then once it happens, tell me what's going to happen next. But I don't want to take a risk. I don't want to try and predict what's ahead of the curve. I don't want to try and outthink my opponents and draft against the grain. I want to just be consistent and I don't want to do anything unexpected and uh, I just want to staple my TPS report and get on with my day. If that's you, this is going to upset you. So be prepared and buck up. But here we go. Let's just let's just say redraft. We put Cup or Chase. It doesn't matter which one. These are my next top guys for 2020. Two fantasy football overall 2022 redraft fantasy football top six overall not yet don't draft Javante there yet this is TBA this is 9 to 14 currently take full advantage take full advantage of this as long as you can okay wait wait on Javante wait on Javante and then we got a lot of arrows going everywhere do not exploit this yet cup chase Jefferson Jefferson Cup, Chase, Cup, Jefferson, Chase. Doesn't matter the order. These are my four through six overall in 2022. And the thing is, I just don't care if it seems early to anybody. And I'm not waiting on the wide receivers. I'm not getting cute. I would trade down from four to six, maybe. That's probably what my advice is going to be. If anybody's uncomfortable with making an investment in a wide receiver at number four overall, guess what? trade down to number six get a little bit extra in the second round move a third rounder into a second do a nice little bump move up and then take advantage of the number one wide receiver potentially in fantasy football and a top four top five guaranteed scorer as long as they stay healthy and grab one of these three at number six probably my favorite draft slot right now is going to be the number six overall pick 
outside of having the one or two. This is my number one favorite. This is my number two favorite. I might even say three is going to be next, but this right here is the sweet spot. You get the wide receiver that can rank number one overall in fantasy football wide receiver scoring and be a guaranteed potential top five, uh, guaranteed top five wide receiver, not potential, guaranteed top five guy if he stays healthy. Overall, top one to three wide receiver, and you don't have to reach one or two picks too high because you can wait until that, that six pick. So I love that number, that number six right here. These are my top three wide receivers. They belong in my top six overall. And that's that. That's how I feel. That's what I'm going to be shoveling out for the next couple months in a bunch of different ways, showing how to trade into it, showing how to take advantage of it. And so you just need to know that because that's where a lot of this channel is going to go. It's going to be very pro-wide receiver 2022. Not saying I don't like Eckler at six or five if you take him there. Not saying to avoid Henry in every single league when you can get him at six or seven and then trade him by week six or week seven. But you have to trade Henry if you draft him in, in the first round. You have to sell him high. You have to. You have to. If you don't sell Henry before week seven, week eight, you're going to get screwed. Because this, this man's mileage is through the roof. Through the roof. Let's go wide receiver. Let's go. Let's make it a wide receiver year. Okay? Let's all bind together. Figure out ways to be wide receiver friendly as a group. And let's let's ignore this running back heavy. You have to go running back. The scarcity of the position just scares me, Smitty. Like, let go of that. Let go of that. Let let your man Smitty and yourself have have faith in your sleeper wide receiver skill or running back skills. Have your running back skills help fill the voids that are gonna probably be present. Let's be honest. You avoid a running back in round one. You may not even draft one in round two because you're taking best player available and you don't have a running back until round three or round three and four, round three and five. Let's be honest, you're probably going to have a void, a hole, somewhere in your running back two or your flex or your wide receiver two, you're probably going to have a hole, but you are going to have the best possible scoring potential for your top two guys that you could possibly have. You're not going to walk out of your draft regretting your first pick, your second pick, your third pick, your fourth pick. You're going to continue to take best player available, and if it creates a void or a hole in your roster, we will take care of it through brute force sleeper grabbing and predicting and stashing uh, the, the, the platoon um, stockpile running back approach. We will do it. We will do it. We, we do best player available. And, and for anybody that says, Smitty, what happened to best player available? You're telling me to go position wide receiver. I'm not telling you to... You might be mistaking what I'm saying. You might be taking it wrong. What I'm saying is... These are the best players available. This is not me saying go wide receiver. This is me saying go cup chaser Jefferson. There's a big, big difference. And I want people to understand that. I'm Best player available could still take you down a running back... A running back road. 
a road of going running back, running back in rounds one and two. Best player available is always going to potentially take you down any path. You've got to be prepared to be able to go down any avenue. You have to be tooled and skilled and ready to roll with any approach that comes your way because best player available might bring you running back, running back. Best player available might bring you wide receiver, wide receiver, quarterback. And you have to be able to roll with the punches and figure out how to fill your voids and be okay with having a hole in your lineup potentially created by running or by going wide receiver, wide receiver, by going in turn best player available. So make no mistake about it. This is BPA. It's always BPA. Always BPA. It just so happens that I can pretty much guarantee you that drafting in the four, five, six, seven overall picks wide receiver is going to be the best player available the bpa because of the fact that one of these guys probably will fall to seven eight or nine the fact that i'm kind of thought to be crazy for drafting cup at four so what are the odds that i'm crazy for drafting jamar chase at five what are the odds that i'm also you know it crazy for drafting Jefferson at six. So that that leads to the question, are we ever going to probably see Cup go at four, Chase go at five, Jefferson go at six? No. So most likely in your draft, if you're holding even the seven spot, if you're holding the seven spot, you're going to get one of those guys because this is me. This is me drafting four, five, and six. The average community is not going to have even two of these guys so at seven and eight you might still get these guys seven and eight could be argued as a sweet spot i like the six because then i'm bringing you know all my picks are in the middle of the draft and i don't care about reaching one or two picks but at seven or eight you could probably still go with one of cup chaser jefferson so it's going to be a good year for wide receiver um smitty i was a you have to go running back early because it's a and then you cut off uh smitty although we don't always agree i love your content and love your conviction thank you keith i don't i don't i don't expect to agree with even 50 percent of people that come my way because i don't i mean i i'm trying my best to not just I'm not trying to be like arrogant. I'm trying my best to be as far ahead of the curve as I can for you. And I'm going to miss. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not so confident in my abilities that I don't think I'm going to land. And I'm going to predict another Clyde Edwards Alaire and they fall short. I just know that with this process for 20 years, we have some, some spillage. Okay. Clyde's going to be spillage for every, for every Jamar Chase and Burrow and, and and breakout we're gonna have a a lamb underperform a little bit we're gonna have a a Clyde Edwards Hilaire spillage we're gonna have that that's gonna happen you can't be 100% on all the predictions you make but my goal is to go ahead of the curve as far as I can that's responsible tell you what I believe to be seeing and about 50% of people are gonna be like cool I believe it let's go with it about 50% are gonna go hell no Bengals aren't winning the division or Jamar Chase won't be this good or uh, whatever, you know, and, and again, I might come back and say, Clyde, I was a lair. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And sometimes situation 
is awful to us. Sometimes situation, I believe, is making Clyde Edwards-Alaire not play well. You know, but that's part of it. And that's a part of the process that we have to go through as fantasy football owners is figuring out what players um, have the most likelihood to, to not bust on us when we start digging a little bit. If you get one of those wide receivers, you'll have a um, good chance to still get a top five running back in the second round. Agreed. And Fred, I'm not gonna even I'm not gonna even force running back in the second round either. Like I might create holes for myself. I'm not saying I don't like it to get balance. I do like it. Um D2W Stu says D2W Stu says you were right about C D just a year early. I believe I am. I believe that we're going to take advantage, full advantage of C D Lamb season in twenty twenty two. It is going to be C D Lamb season again. We're going to bring back the sound effects. We're going to get CeeDee Lamb pumped and, and get people pumped up to own him. And he's going to be a steal. Because if he's going at the end of round three, or maybe we get lucky and he goes later, we're going to clean up. Lamb had 70 receptions for 1,100 yards and six TDs in a year where people thought that was busting. And you know what? That's still a really good year. I know what he is. I know what he's capable of. I know Dak and that offense and that coaching and the decision-making and play-calling held him back. I realize that, that C.D. Lamb could potentially get held back again. The odds of the situation repeating disappointment for us and delivering disappointment is still there. Like There's an odds percentage that he will disappoint us if we believe in him. Even, even if we say, okay, late third, He'll probably earn, even disappointing, probably earn your late third round value. Like, I don't understand why everyone's so quick to walk away from C.D. Lamb, who, when used in the slot and used properly, was one of the most dangerous and electric and playmaking capable wide receivers in fantasy football and the NFL, and people don't see it. I don't know if they just look at game logs, but when you watch him play, he's an alpha He's not some mediocre, barely wide receiver one capable guy because of situation and target share. He is an alpha dog, and he's going to get better. He's going to get more improved. The Cowboys will learn to use him all over the field. He needs to be in the slot a ton. And I think I think it's going to be Lamb's season in 2022. As for Kyler Murray, I'll make this short. And I'll let you know what I'm thinking here. Kyler Murray doesn't have a lot of options. Kyler Murray's flexing right now. Kyler Murray thinks he has all the cards and the momentum. He doesn't. Kyler Murray is in a situation where he's crying, he's complaining, he's not leading, he's blaming the Cardinals, he's finger pointing, he's he's uh, lashing out on social media, he's being childish. And this man wants to be upgraded. He wants he wants to get an upgrade, a contract upgrade. He wants an extension. He wants big starter top two or three quarterback money, probably. I mean, why wouldn't he? He's a quarterback that thinks he's the best quarterback in the league. He's probably looking at wanting $40, $45 million a year. He's not going to get it. He's not going to get it from the Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals have this fourth year. And then they have an option year that they can pick up 
Kyler is so far away from being able to get us to trust him enough to give him the cash, to give him the bag. He's delusional if he thinks that this ploy will get him that. That's number one. It's not happening. And there's no leverage in today's NFL. He can't hold out. It's going to cost him a fortune. He will hold out briefly. He will hold out. I mean, make no mistake. But will he fully hold out? Will he hold out through the season? No. It, the moment he hits that that barrier where he it starts costing him money, he'll 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 show up. The question is, will Kingsbury trade him? Does Kingsbury has Kingsbury had enough? Does Kingsbury does is he smart enough to say, hey, Deshaun Watson's better? Because he is. Now he's he comes with off the field problems, but I don't care. I mean, I care. Like, if, if he's proven guilty, I care. I don't mean it that way. But, I mean, as far as, like, innocent until proven guilty, we'll take, we'll take it as that comes. I'm willing to take the risk that that ends badly if it means getting Watson in there for 2022. Sounds like he could potentially delay playing. But here's the thing. Watson cannot, cannot sit and ride the bench in 2022. Or rather, the, the the Houston Texans cannot have him sit and ride the bench because he has about 30-plus million due to him if he rides the bench in 2022. He was paid $10 million to, to, to not show up in 2021. $10 million is what Watson was paid by the Texans to not show up and play football. They will pay him over 30, I think it's 30 to $35 million if Watson decides... Or if the Texans decide they're going to sit Watson and still pay him like they did last year, they'll pay him thirty to thirty-five million. They won't do that. They're either going to bring him back, you're playing, get in the game, which is ridiculous that they did what they did last year with no change whatsoever in his situation or his case. What was last year's statement about? If you're going to put him in now with no change in situation whatsoever, they're either going to put him in, which he will play, because in Watson's situation. If he decides to hold out, he misses the money, and he knows the Texans aren't playing. Texans will let him hold out and move on, and then they don't have to pay him. They'll be, they'll be he'll be losing game check after game check. The Houston Texans' best case scenario is that Watson holds out, because then they start getting that they don't have to start they start he starts surrendering money, so to speak. Best case scenario. So holding out is not going to happen, and they're not going to have him sit. Because that's not going to happen. 35 mil, no thank you. They're going to say, we'll play him. The only other option is they trade him. And they want to get rid of him. They don't want Deshaun Watson on the roster. They don't. Hopkins should be begging for this. Watson should be begging for this from the Texans to send him to the Cardinals. Hopkins can will the Cardinals to do it and help. And the fans are fans are 100% behind it. I'm in Arizona. I have, my, I have a pulse on this. I know what's going on. I got the temperature. And I can tell you that, in general, Cardinal fans everywhere have been dying for a Watson and Kyler swap. So much so that we're willing to give up a round one pick, a first round pick, to make that happen. Because with, with, with Watson, we can win a Super Bowl immediately. So... Why would Watson not want to come to Arizona? Why would Hopkins not want Watson to come to Arizona? 
Why would the Texans shoot down the idea of trading Watson to the Cardinals for Kyler Murray and a first-round pick? No team in the league has that kind of firepower to send for Deshaun Watson that the Cardinals have making Watson and Rodgers, for that matter, likely candidates to land in Arizona if 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 Kingsbury wants to make a trade, which could be the crutch. And if it is, then Kingsbury needs to be gone because that is a no-brainer move. Who are you taking after Cup and Taylor? Who am I taking after Cup and Taylor? Here, uh, here's... Here's my uh, my rankings, bro. We just did them. I'm not sure if you just got here. JT Harris, probably Javante, Cup, Chase, Jefferson, all top four, five, six. Making waves. People aren't going to like it. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. That's Kyler Murray. And, 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 and do I have a little surprise for all of you? Do I have a little surprise for all of you? You know what time it is. You know what time it is. Link is dropping in five, four, three, two. Stop. One. And so she feels. Ozzy's in. Looter's in. Ment is in. DVT is in. Just Jimmy. Jimmy. Sorry, Jimmy is in. What's wrong with you guys? Fill this mock draft up already. Zeke is in. Jalen Ramsey exposed. I don't know if he's exposed, bro. His helmet got yanked. Like that was a total PI. That was a total PI. What's going on here? Is, do I need to refresh? Why do I still show Team 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 all available? Obviously got beat so bad. Um, I don't know if he's exposed, bro. I mean, he, he got beat, you know. Or he was getting beat, and it was, it was a great it was a great play, you know. It was, it was definitely a penalty, but it was still fun to watch. But um, I don't know if he got exposed. Yeah, just on that play, yeah. Oh, you're saying not that one play. I mean, Ram, Ram. I wouldn't say Ramsey got exposed. I'd say he had, he got we got worked. Exposed being like he, you know, people know the blueprint moving forward. And I wouldn't say that. I'd say he's still super. He's still amazing. You know, like that matchup happens again. It could go the other way. not meant it's mental okay mental I'll try and remember that bro all right two more spots what are you guys doing like this is the longest it's ever taken we have like 50 or like 70 people in the room this is the longest this has ever taken to fill a mock draft do I need to refresh what's going on I'll come back to that in a second. I don't know what's taking you guys so long. Goodness gracious. But anyway, great, great Super Bowl um, to watch. Phenomenal. Just, uh, you know, would it have been more exciting if it was uh, the Bills versus the 
Packers, it probably would have. Like, let's be real. As much as it was fun to watch Burrow, and, uh, man, I was rooting for him. And you guys know how much of a Burrow fan I am and a Jamar Chase fan I am. So it was fun and exciting. But let's be real. You know, a a Packers Chiefs or a Packers uh, Bills Super Bowl would have been quite exciting. Uh, You know what we're going to do? Because it's been a long night for me and we've been live for about 40 minutes. I'm changing this timer to 30 seconds. It's going to be hard. I know. Uh, But we got to do it. I got to get in and out of here tonight. I've been live for like a lot today. So ready? Let's roll. 30 second timer. Be on your A game. Be on your A game. Make sure you do all of the pre-ranking imaginable because you are going to get lost in the weeds because of the ADP. The ADP is getting better and we're a big reason why, right? Because we're mock drafting a lot. So I think, you know, people need to be grateful to us. We knew Cooper Cup was going to go really high after this this game and warranted, warranted as all the three top wide receivers warrant, you know, consideration. Now, the question is, did all this talking that I did, is it going to cause the three wide receivers to go? Nope, I'll get one of them. Mental took McCaffrey, which, I mean, I understand the allure. I understand the thinking, but I'm certainly not going to go near, not going near. See, look, number six, even after all the talking I did about this wide receiver approach for 2022 that I'm going to shovel out like snow in a in a sub you know sub five degree temperature environment um, even I'm going to go Jefferson in this one and see how it feels god that 30 seconds came by quick but yeah I'm not going near McCaffrey not me not this not this old dog. Okay, let's see. This is going to be brutal. This 30 seconds is going to fly by. It's going to go quick. It's going to go quick, boys. Man, Odell. That sucks. Odell was becoming a really fun, like, fifth, sixth round pick. Not no more. six spots kind of tough um, for, from the second round like with what I'm what I'm projecting I love the six pick in the first round but the six with you guys is gonna be tough honestly in a regular draft I wouldn't be scared at all about facing anybody in that six pick it's you guys you guys are snipers I know you're gonna snipage the heck out of all all the players that are deserving of being grabbed um, within our community any word on the injury? Um, no, it, it probably isn't going to be good, but you never know. I mean, I heard he was in street clothes and looked semi-normal, but if that were the case and he wasn't just being extra tough about it, like, you know, you think he would have come back in the game maybe? Acres at 11. Woof. Woof.
See, Lamb, Lamb is just Esteban. You're 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 driving ADPs up on both of them. You don't need to take Acres or Lamb that high. I I'd be wary of that. Number one, Acres, in my opinion, you trust your gut, but in my opinion, he's nowhere near first rounder. And Lamb, Lamb is such a steal right now in the third round. I think it's just way too early to be grabbing. Uh, way too early to be grabbing Lamb at 2.2. Like two, Lamb at 2.2 last year was a reach, you know. And this year, everyone's so disappointed in him. Like, there's no reason you need to grab him there. I mean, how could you pass on Debo? I have to think that that was like a ranking error, you know, that maybe, maybe uh, nobody saw him a little low. I don't know. Where's Camara go? Yeah, Javante, I was really, really hoping nobody saw Javante hiding in the rankings. I was like, do I take Debo or do I take Javante? The thing is, they're both neck and neck for me right now. Javante, once news moves him up, like once A-Rod or Watson or Wilson or anybody lands in Denver as a quarterback, dude jumps to my number three or number four, and I don't hesitate to take him at three or four. Right now, Debo is around 12, 13, 14. Javante's around 12, 13, 14. And I'm really, I was really wanting to get Javante later, but I, I knew that one of you was going to see him there. But um, I want to try this wide receiver, wide receiver approach. Yeah, some of these picks are a little too high. Like McCaffrey, way too high. Akers, way too high. Lamb, way too high. Um, Jamar Steele. Um, I love the Taylor Allen Hopkins, actually. Jimmy, that's a really good start. Very, very good. Chubb was pretty good value at 3.2, I'll, I'll be honest. McLaurin, way too high, bro. I love McLaurin. He's one of my breakouts, but you're taking him, like, almost two rounds too early, DVT. You got to wait on that. You can't take McLaurin there. McLaurin didn't even go there last year. He had a disappointing year. People are going to be avoiding him. You can't take... You can't take McLaurin in the second round, bro. That's his ru You're ruining his ADP for us, bro. You're ruining his ADP for us. I mean, I got I got to go run. I mean, all things being equal, and I don't think there's a running back hiding anywhere. I'm looking, you know, like Barkley, Aaron Jones. They're all kind of decent grabs. Um, I want to do something I've been doing a lot lately, but I, I really believe that whichever running back lands in the best spot for these rookies will be a top 24 easily overall player, and I'm getting them mid-third. 
And I know Barkley seems more attractive there. I know Aaron Jones seems more attractive there. But I do predict that by August, no one's going to feel that way. Maybe Barkley. Maybe Barkley. People will take Barkley that high at like 24. 20, you know, I can see people taking Barkley at 12 overall. You know, like, but me, I, I, I don't, I don't trust him or his situation. I think Walker or whether it's Brees Hall or whether it's whoever, the top running back, whether it's Spiller, will be top 24 easily overall worthy. Esteban. First mock, and I have no compass on ADP. I hear you, man. So don't, don't. I'm just giving you feedback. Don't, uh, don't take a. Please don't take offense to that, Esteban. I didn't mean to. Sometimes I come across like I'm uh, a bit abrasive on it. Like, trust your gut. And I apologize if I came across like you're, you know, doing something wrong. Trust your gut. Esteban, you timed out, pal. Uh, Esteban, make sure you go to uh, Q, the Q tab, and unselect auto pick. Otherwise, you're going to stay on auto draft. You can unselect that though right now. You just got to do it under Q and then unselect auto pick. Rag says he's sloshed. Uh, sloshed or what did you say? You're, you're drunk, right? Sloshed. Yeah. All right, let's see what you do, Esteban. What are you going to do here? Aaron Jones isn't horrible here. I, I do worry about him tanking completely, but like this start, this stage in the game, that ain't bad. Elliot, uh, if you cuff him, it's okay. Montgomery's decent here. Um, uh, wide receiver, I'm not going near Godwin personally anywhere near here with with the ACL recovery. Mike Thomas has value like in the fifth or sixth round, but not quite yet. Uh, Andrews could be a decent pick. I don't mind that. What's up, Sonny? All right, let's go ahead and queue up some of these players here. You know who's going to be interesting next year is Gaskin. I think Gaskin's going to be very intriguing. I don't know if he'll be worth grabbing like high or anything, but because uh, of the fact that um, McDaniel's there and how he is very running back uh, driven. Swagger. Swagger timed out. Swagger, uncheck your cue there, pal. Um, what do I do here? I do think David Montgomery is going to get back on his horse potentially in 2022. Esteban, thanks, bro. Because of you, I won back-to-back -back championships. Didn't take, didn't take it like that. Okay, good. Yeah, I'm just telling people where I think they're they're reaching ADP-wise, and it doesn't mean it's a bad like thinking on your part. It just means 
Esteban, you can take advantage of Akers later. Esteban, you can take advantage of Lamb later. Esteban, you can take advantage of a Keenan Allen later. <laughs> like, you know, it's like you could you could take your players and move them all down one round and have a first rounder and you'd you'd be where ADP sit, you know what I mean? You got laggy Wi-Fi meant to pick Monty. Lamar Jackson to mental. You know what's funny though is like when you profile fantasy football drafters and, and owners, and I, I have a course on how to profile a, a owner and know your trading partner. Profile your trading partner, know what kind of trader they're gonna be, know what kind of person um, they are in terms of negotiation and how they might hold back, you know and how they might surrender, how they might be into underdog players. And when you look at someone like, like in mental, tell me if this is true, but I, when I look at your, your drafting style, typically I do know you are all about the underdog, the bounce back, the, the guy that everyone else is doubting. Like is, in general, admit it 49er, you do, you do tend to fall that route, right? So it's easy to kind of know like who you might be interested in. Like I could come to you with a, a DeAndre Swift. Like I know you're gonna love DeAndre Swift. I know you're gonna love, if you like Acres and you love CMC, I know you're gonna love DeAndre Swift. Um, I know who you're gonna potentially be into because they all fit a kind of a mold of like defying, defiance. Like 49er, you are a defier. I can, I can, t I, it's a psych degree, bro. I know what I'm doing here. I know you, I know you mental. Yeah, but you may not see it. Like I'm, I'm, I'm telling you that you're, you're, you're attracted to a certain type of, and it's not that it's wrong 49er. It's not that your prediction is wrong. It's not that the players you like won't be productive or good. You know, believing in a guy just because others doubt him doesn't mean it, that it, the doubters are right. I'm just saying I, I can kind of see where you're going with your value sometimes which isn't a bad thing it's just a, a advantageous thing for somebody trying to, to pinpoint what it is he might be after tony pollard ozzy i mean i love him bro but that's a little early bro holy smokes bro um i don't know i don't know if i love this team I don't know if I love this team. And it's not because I went wide receiver early. Because I don't love Cook. I don't love Akers. I don't love Henry or Mixon. Those guys don't make my team feel any better. But what I do like a little bit more looking backward would be the Javante pick instead of the, D the Debo. So in, in round two, when those two were equal, going running back over the wide receiver is advantageous when all things are equal. So balance is good when you can force it into BPA. So I would have I would have liked Javante. I don't mind my team. I don't mind my team. I just I feel like uh I feel like Javante would have fit nicer. Love this team right here. Not that it's hard to draft from the one, bro, but you did a fine job doing it. Taylor, people can screw it up. Taylor, Allen, Hopkins, Waddle, Waller, I like it. Najee, McLaurin, Chubb, Fournette, 
more. I don't love the Fournette pick. I don't love the McLaurin pick, even though I love McLaurin. It's just it's bad placement given how how much you could steal him away. But I I like this Chubb value. It's really solid. Najee and Chubb's a good combo to have, and you still have really good. Um, Cup, Mitchell, Mahomes, Pitts, Mike Thomas, that sneaky looter. McCaffrey, Javante, Gibby. Uh, great. Wow, that's... That's that's early for Garrett, bro. That's early, but I, I Garrett as your number one wide receiver would be tough. Like that's where I would say, why not just forego the Gibson's got so much risk, bro. You know what I mean? Like I like him, but you've already got, you know. At this point, why not just go with the wide receiver? Why not go with? Why not go with like a. Like, even in Evans. You know, throw Evans in with Javante, McCaffrey, and Lamar, and I, I like that a lot better. But everything else could work, you know. Eckler, Swift, Higgins, Jefferson, Pollard, Jefferson, Debo, Walker, which this this right here, this, this is going to look a lot more powerful after draft day. Right now, it looks like a weak pick. Kenneth Walker, rookie running back. That's going to look amazing as a third drafted player. Just wait. Tyreek Hill, Metcalf, Barkley, Kyler, Brees Hall, rookie running back. Uh, yeah, I mean, Barkley at that stage isn't bad. Kyler, Kyler's a little early, but Jamar Chase, Travis Kelsey, Kamara. Why not in one league? I would take a chance maybe in one league, but I do believe like Kamara, that Kamara's probably looking at missing at least half of a year, if not the whole season, but we'll see. That could definitely change, you know. Adams, Mixon, Deontay, Andrews, Renfro. Renfro seems wee bit early. Uh, I like the rest of the picks. Pretty solid. Cook, Henry, two very big bus candidates for me in Cook and Henry, but and Kittle, actually. Uh, but, and Godwin. It's all that's the all-glass team for sure. <laughs> it's just all, the all-gas team, but it's to me, it's the all-glass team. <laughs> uh, but, it's got a lot of talent. Like, that's for sure. Like, Cook and Henry and Kittle, like, these are some big names, bro. Herbert, I mean, you arguably have, on paper, two top five running backs, right? I just think they're both on the, the train of potential decline. But they're, like, on paper, this team's insane. It's all glass, but it looks phenomenal. <laughs> uh, Kittle, Herbert, I mean... If Cook and Henry stayed healthy, let's just say you would run away with the league, you know. So like, I'm I'm making fun. I'm making fun in a way, but I'm also like letting you know, like, if it stayed healthy, this team would be fire. But it's just, it could be one of those teams where you're like, that's a great team, and then it doesn't finish, and you're like, how did that team not do anything? Because they got hurt. And Henry, can Henry really sustain? I don't think he can. Um, Cook, Cook is a walking injury. He's got the off the field legal problems, like. You'd have to cuff Cook to Madison and trade Henry by week six for a boatload of stuff, and you win your league. So it's a, it's a good approach. You just got to be careful. You got to cuff Cook, and you got to make sure you trade Henry at the right price. Acres Lamb again. This one, it's like you move everybody down one, and then you get your first round pick back, and then I like it. But everybody's drafted a round too early. Diggs, AJ Brown, Ridley, Jacob Spiller. I don't like this Ridley pick at all. I think that's where this team got derailed. 
Diggs and AJ Brown, that could work. But then you reach on Ridley when you don't even really know what's going on with Ridley. I'd rather have had, you know, Aaron Jones here and uh I guess like Aaron Jones and Herbert or Aaron Jones and Montgomery. Even if you went Jacobs, I guess I'd be okay with that, but I don't like Jacobs myself. But I would have probably taken two backs here. I don't think I would have risked, risked uh, Ridley. But, you know, to each his own. Good little mock draft there, party people. Appreciate everybody that's here. Um, subscribe if you're new. Drop a comment below and uh, and leave a like. And let's take over 2022. 2022 fantasy football started for us on January 1 of 2022. But technically speaking, 2022 starts right now. So let's buckle up. Let's dig in and let's let's dominate our leagues. Will we? Shall we? Will we? Can we? Yes, we can. Garrett Wilson is my wide receiver one for this year's class. I mean, he could definitely be that good, bro. I'm just saying, I don't know if I'd draft him in the fifth round. I don't think he'll need to. Maybe ADP's change. You know, as he maybe he looks like Jamar to people and people reach for him. I don't know. I like I like him. I'm not, I'm not saying I don't like him, bro. I'm not saying I'm not with you, but uh, my wide receiver rankings are coming out. So get ready for that. Appreciate every one of you. Yeah, just like Wall, just like you with Wall or Walker. I'm assuming great landing spot. Okay, I don't. I'm not mad at that. All right, guys. I'll see you tomorrow. 7 p.m. Eastern. Don't be late. The Fantasy Football Show. Every Monday through Friday. 7 p.m. Eastern. That's what we do. Subscribe if you're new. Go to heysmitty.com if you want to order my text advice and get my fantasy football content. And uh, all my, my stuff. I'm, now that the Super Bowl is over, this whole week and next week, I'm going to be working on getting my video courses all finalized and done and up on sleeperu.com. Sleeperu.com. Want bold year-round rankings, trade calculators, and bold predictions? Get on over to SleeperU.com. SleeperU.com is my home, my, my content home, tools, trade calculators, dynasty rankings, redraft rankings, uh, rookie rankings, super rookie rankings, which are the rookie class and the sophomore class combined into one set of rankings to give you a different kind of feel and a different kind of look than you've ever seen when it comes to to rankings um bring your 20 dollars super chat for the 2020 fantasy cup league yeah if you guys want to get in get in on this league i'll play it for you but basically um this is not an entry fee by any means it's just anybody that drops a, super, a 20 dollars super is going to get in an amazing league where i'm giving away um a, a autographed hall of fame jerry rice and joe montana 49er helmet also getting rid of uh or getting rid of we're getting uh, giving away um, a, a, a 200, like 150 to $300 um, fantasy ring. And these suckers are, are heavy as can be. They're amazing. So get ready for that. Um, more prizes and giveaways. But here's the promo for the league. Give you Fantasy Cup 2022. 15 rounds. 96 owners. That's 1,000 for 140 picks. Eight copies of every player in the player pool. That means Jonathan Taylor will likely consume all of picks 1 through 8. And Henry and Cup could make up most of picks 9 through 24. 
I just want to say that Henry and Cup, based on when I made this video, were right around the ADP range for that. I mean, Cup climbed tonight into where I kind of predicted him to go in this draft come August. And Henry, I think people are going to reach too high for Henry. So this isn't that far off. 60 minute timer. This draft could take 80 days to complete. 96 owners, 15 rounds, 8 copies of every player in the player pool. One division of 96. One winner. I give you Fantasy Cup 2022. So anybody that drops a $20 Super Chat can get into that league while um, spots last. Um, the, the spots will go quick. We're going to be talking about this league all year. The door leagues we didn't really bring up too often in the standings and all that. Um, so that that was like not a good example of how we're going to talk up this league. This league, we're going to show screen sharing of the standings. It's uh, open to the public view. Um, and we're all in one division. No matchups. Just total point race through week 18 um, or week 17's end. And so it's going to be talked about constantly. If you're not in this league, you're going to be so mad at yourself for not doing it because you're going to be like, you're hearing about it all the time. You're going to be like, why didn't I just join that league? It's so fun. The draft is going to take about at least uh, at least a couple months or at least a month um, to, to, to go through because everybody's got one hour to pick. Timer's off at midnight to 6 a.m. You can draft if you want while the timer's off. So I imagine we will flow through faster than one hour per pick. But technically speaking, it could take, if everybody waited the hour, which I don't want, I want people to pre-draft too if they can. If you're four picks away and you're going to bed and you think you're going to wake up and then those three or four hours might go by, pre-draft, you know? Like nobody has an excuse. If your team gets pre-draft or if you get skipped and then you just bail on the league, that's your own fault because you can pre-draft. You can pre-draft and then take the pre-draft away if you end up getting back to your computer in time or your phone or whatever so yeah all right guys i appreciate everybody thank you jerry ask your question in the comments as soon as i hit end i will respond to everybody in the next 12 to 24 hours or at least try my darndest to and hit that like button. Please hit the like button on your way out. It takes you one second, but it helps your boy Smitty beyond belief. So just punch that like button real quick right now before I hit this end button. Your boy Smitty's asking you. All right, I appreciate you. Talk to you tomorrow, 7 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Don't be late. Later.